So while I was reading this week's Torah portion, many of you would look at it as a way of God reminding us of what he did, right? Kind of a reminder of, hey, I took you through this, took you through that. But I want you to think of it a little bit of a different way. This week's Torah portion was showing us that we need to trust the Lord. Trust is a hard word, isn't it? My father once told me, I'll never forget this, he says, never trust anyone who says, trust me. Trust me on this. Some of you got the second part. But his point was so right. We, ha we live in a society today that we can't trust. But that's not how it's supposed to be. We kind of talked about this last week, you know, we're supposed to be, a, be able to do something just by your word. Because God is that way, isn't he? When he tells us something, we've got to trust in it. Now there's a difference between trust and faith. Some people get that mix, mix, um, mixed up. This week's Torah portion talks about a thousand-fold return. There's some that will tell you that you give God, he'll give you a thousand back. Is that really what it was talking about? Nope. See, we've got to make sure we're not putting words into God's mouth as well. Now, God does say he'll bless us. But he doesn't say, I'll bless you like that. Can you pull up, let's see, it's Deuteronomy chapter 1. I'm trying to think what verse that is. What? Verse 11, thank you. Deuteronomy verse 1, verse 11. It says, May Adonai, God of your fathers, increase you a thousand times as many as you what? Are. And may he bless you just as he promised you. Now let's go back to verse 9. I spoke to you at that time saying, I am not able to bear the burden of you by myself. This is God speaking. Verse 10. Adonai your God has multiplied you, and here you are today like the stars of the heavens in number. Now verse 11. May Adonai, the God of your fathers, increase you a thousand times as many as you are, and may he bless you just as he what? Promised you. Did he promise you that if you give God ten dollars, he's going to give you a thousand? Or ten thousand? No. What's he promising there? That we as a people will be increased. That he's already blessed us and increased us, right? We know the devil tried to stop that. Could you imagine for a moment if six million Jewish people were not killed in the Holocaust? How much larger a group we would be? But you see, that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to what? Go against God's word. But we need to trust in him. And when we do, he's going to what? 
not necessarily just bless us. He's going to do what he says. See, that's what's neat about our God. He's a God of his word. He makes a promise and he keeps it. He spoke to Abraham and said, your children will be put in this, you know, go to a foreign land. Because I'm not going to forget them. I'm going to take them out. And when I take them out, they're going to leave with silver and gold. What happens when most people leave a nation? Do they get money? They usually, man, if they get, if they're out with a shirt on the back, they're lucky, right? But God wanted to make sure we knew it was him. Because what happened when the Israelites left Egypt? What did the Egyptians do? They gave them so, they wanted them out of there. Right? They gave them exactly what God had promised to Abraham. So when God talks to you and tells you something and you know it's God, how do you know it's God? Usually you get confirmation, don't you? Right? Trust in it. I'll never forget when we went to start this congregation. We were praying one day, and man, the Lord put on our hearts. We were going to have a building. We didn't know anything about it. We definitely didn't have the money for it. But we knew that we were going to get our building very quick. Matter of fact, we started buying things for the building before we even knew what building we were buying for. The Lord would put in our heart, we would do it. I want you all to go down after service, look in the kitchen, and that, that sink, that sink was bought before we even knew we were buying a building. And even before we knew we were going to need that sink. And boy, now just give you an idea, those sinks sell for used over $1,000. I think we paid 150 bucks. Why did we do it? Because God told us to. So we literally had the kitchen sink before we had the kitchen. I remember when we were looking at buildings, we had called up banks, and we told them we wanted to be able to get a loan. And they're like, oh, how many years have you been in existence? Three months. How many members do you have? Oh, about 20 individuals. Right? How much money do you have down? What's that? Right? We went to all the, we, went, we literally went to banks trying to get loans. And you know what their answers were? After they stopped laughing, no. And I remember when this building came available. And we went to the minister who's over it and we said, look, you know, we've tried to get loans, they've turned us down. He goes, he goes, you go back to them again, and you tell them that the church of God is backing the loan 100%, something they don't do for their own denominations. Did you hear that? They don't, when, they, when their own churches go out and get loans, they don't back their loans. And they do back them, they don't back them 100%. One thing you need to know about the church of God and their leadership is they love Israel. And they saw the vision. And they said, you go back to your banks and you tell them that. And they still say no. Call our bank and they'll take care of you. 
We went to SunTrust, all the banks, got laughed at again. We said, but they're going to back us 100%. Didn't matter. We called up their bank. They're like, oh, how can we help you? I will kid you not, they sent us an application. It was an application like you're buying a house. We called them up and said, I think you sent us the wrong form. They said, just fill that one out. Don't worry about it. They said, the church of God is backing your loan. We're not worried. See, that is faith. God told us we were going to have this building, and guess what? He gave it to us. I mean, it's a blessing. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. But that's putting trust in the Lord. He told us it was going to happen, and it happened. Have you ever wondered why we have the, what looks like the western wall back here? The vision that God gave us for the congregation is basically the message from Jeremiah, from, uh, I think it's Jeremiah, Nehemiah. Where, you know, what happened with, remember the wall's all torn down and he sees it and God gives him a vision? And he says, you're going to rebuild that wall? People thought he was Meshuggah. It was crazy, right? And what does it say? He said, don't worry about the whole wall, right? Everyone, you look at the big picture, you say, we can't do that, right? But what did he say? He goes, just look at that area right in front of your house. That area right in front of you. Just work on that area. And you know what? Then people say, oh, I can do that. And not only was this wall built, it was built so fast that what happened? The neighboring uh, enemies became fearful. Because, see, they put their trust in the Lord. He said, this is what will happen. When Yeshua came here on earth, he made a promise. He said, I'm going up to heaven, and I'm going to build you a mansion, right? And everyone went silent. I'm glad everyone went silent. That's not what he said, did he? What did he say? I'm going to build a room for you because you're going to live in my mansion. See, there are not a whole bunch of little mansions up in heaven. I know real estate agents are very upset. <laughs> right? I can finally sell my first mansion. But God, he said, I'm, I'm building a room for you in my house. And then I'm going to return for you. You know, it's amazing. We, we hear... You know, in the end days, the scripture tells us that many believers will fall away. Why? Because they really don't know the word. They're going to hear that, oh, the Messiah's over there, or, oh, he's over there in the woods. Go see him, right? And people are going to flock to him. And if you don't believe me, read the latest news on the sighting of the Virgin Mary and a piece of toast. Right? Man, they will flock to him. But our Messiah made it very clear how he's coming back. He's not going to be born again. He's not going to be a businessman or woman. Or it nowadays, right? We've got to do everything. No, he's coming back riding on a horse with his talit on, his shofar in one hand, and his sword in the other. 
And as he breaks the eastern skies, we're going to know exactly who he is. Trust me, there will be no doubt when the Messiah returns that you won't know. But you only have a twinkling of an eye for it to figure it out, by the way. Right? Because we get up. Those who are believers, gone. Don't get pulled away. Don't listen to the world. Listen to the word. God makes it very clear, his promises. He told the Israelites, I'm going to take you out of slavery. I'm going to multiply you. And then I'm going to bring you into the land of milk and honey. We all remember the story. He was, they were ready to go. What happened? They sent 12 spies to go spy out the land. It even says in the scripture that God thought that was a good idea. They were going to bring fruit back. See, the people should have seen what God, the land that God had promised them. But instead, what did they focus on? The giants living in the land. See, they missed the point. They forgot about how big those grapes were. Can you imagine just chomping down on a huge grape the size of your face? Think about it. Right? Man, be all grape face when you're done. Man, it'd be fun to chomp in. You know, come on. Think about you Y'all are thinking about this. You're getting hungry. It's getting late, right? Juicy, sweet, seeded grape. Purple, yeah, the purple. Oh, those are good. You probably could. But can you imagine the juicy? It'd be so much fun, right? Get it all in your beard and it's dripping. Men can relate, women, you can't relate to that. It is fun. Man, when, you, when you're hot and sweaty and, and, and you drink that water, it just pours through your beard. It feels really good. <laughs> just trust me on this one, right? Remember what I said about trust me. <laughs> but they didn't see the promise of the land. They saw the obstacle in their own eyes. Joshua and Caleb stood up when they started making statements. And they said, if basically, if God is with us, who can be against us? I'm paraphrasing there. But if we trust in God, that's all that matters. You know, my wedding ring has Joshua on it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See, that's the statement we need to live by. We need to serve God. Because his word is true. And everything that he has promised us, he has given us. You know, tomorrow is the ninth of Av. A day in the life of Israel that's a time of mourning. Both temples were destroyed. But we have to look at why are we mourning? Why were they destroyed? Because we went away from God. 
The ninth of all can be a day of joy as we return to serve the living God. What man has tried for bad, God will turn to good. We got our loan. And I can honestly say, man, we had you know, a congregation as small as we were shouldn't have happened. We never missed a payment. We always, matter of fact, it's funny when our, when our um, mortgage got sold, you know, they do that a lot. And the last time it was sold before the bank that has it now, when the guy who bought it, when they bought it, this is a, as I've told you before, it's kind of a Guido kind of group. They take problem loans. They buy the problem loans off the bank. They get them for like, you know, 10, 20 cents on the dollar. The banks just want to get rid of them. And these guys come in and they basically, it's like, you know, hey, you got to pay. We're going to send Guido over to you. Come on. And I remember the gentleman coming into the office, and he was the nicest guy. The Jewish guy, kind of, kind of looked mafiosa. He had, he had connections, you could tell. And, we, and, and he was very nice, and we were talking, and uh, he's like, you know, he goes, this is a fun, my fun meeting. I said, what do you mean? He goes, you're great. He goes, you're the cream of the crop. He goes, we got you because we took all of them. They had to give us something good. He goes, we're not worried about you. He goes, the next church I'm going to owes $2 million and hasn't paid anything in two years. He goes, and I'm meeting with their lawyers. We would call them up periodically and say, do you, know, do you need our, uh, you know, our you know, budget? He goes, are you kidding me? He goes, I'm not even worried about you. They did something for us they don't do. And this was a, a per, it was God's timing. The banks were finally starting to loan again. And our loan was coming up. And he's like, you, everyone's like, you're going to have to find your own lo another loan. He called me up. He said, he goes, I'm going to tell you what they're willing to do. He goes, they don't do this for anybody. Happened to be the owners of the company were Jewish. He goes, they're going to give you a three-year extension. No, no paperwork, no closing cost. Because you know, that's, that's where the banks get you. How many of y'all realize that? Man, you know. All we're going to do is extend the loan, and we're going to do it 2% above the inter normal interest rate, which is what, for business stuff, that's a steal. And that's what they did for us. I'll never forget when that loan was coming due and that he's like, man, they did it once. They're not doing it again. And we're like, you know, we started thinking, how are we going to get the loan? We started saving up money. And I was doing a deal on a house that I had flipped. And I started talking to the, to the seller. Unbeknownst to me, he was a president. Actually, I did know this. Uh, I found out just before that he was a president of a small community bank. He didn't know I was a Messianic rabbi. We started talking while the meeting was going on, waiting for paperwork. 
I started telling them our vision, what we do here. Told them that, you know, yeah, and our loan's coming due. He threw out some suggestions. And at the end of the meeting, he, gave, he wrote a, on a business card. He slid it over to me. So he goes, you call this person. I want your loan. And sure enough, we had actually multiple banks fighting over our loan. And we went with them. They gave us the best rate and the best deal. Why? Because we trust in what God said. That's what it's about. When it's God doing it, he's going to provide the way. And you know what? I believe we're going to be paying this building off fairly soon. This is our goal. I, we, we've always been a great congregation with our budget, but I want this building paid off. Because you know what much more we can do with that money? That's how much, I think it's like, I'm taking off a matter, I think it's $2,700 a month that goes to the bank. Could you imagine what we can do in ministry work with that? You know, this week we're getting ready to send supplies over to um, what school? Tucker High School for the kids. Not just book, book bags and things like that. Because a lot of the kids, guess what, don't have the, parents don't have the money for things like shampoos and things like that. And we're getting them that kind of stuff. That's what we're doing this week, right? Two schools. Right. Okay, so we are doing the school supplies. So we're also helping with that. So that's building back to the community. And that's what God is calling us to do. When we opened this congregation, we didn't do it the normal way. Do you know what the normal way is? And y'all probably, most of you have probably been involved. If you're starting from scratch, you, get, you meet in a person's home for a couple months, right? How many of y'all have done that? Right? And you hope you get it together. You know what God told us to do with this building and with this congregation? Put out advertisements. Do a concert. That's when we had a worship team. And give a message. And open the door. That was it. We didn't know what to expect. When we went and started looking for churches, everyone turned us down. I still remember. I, I remember looking at our worship leader at the time, Kevin Dangler. He's with, um, what name, what's the name of the group now? I just went blank. I can see him. Nagila. Right? for the old timers, you know who I'm talking about. And I looked, I said, man, I guess this is not supposed to be. We, said, you know, we really felt the Lord was telling us. And I kid you not, minutes later, I get a ring as a pastor who's right down the road. Happened to be the first church I ever, second church I ever spoke at when I got into ministry. And the pastor said, we've been thinking about doing that. We want you to come and talk to us. We came and talked to him. And again, this was, we had three families at this time. No money. And he came back and said, we will rent you the facility. It's a great place for $1,000 a month, which is a great price, to be honest with you. And he said, and he goes, and while we were doing it and praying about it, the Lord put on one of our deacons to pay for your first month. That's God. 
We opened the doors. We had over 100 people show up. And the congregation was born. But you know what was even more amazing? The church that hosted us, because they did it the right way, guess what happened to them? They got blessed. Because what did they do? They blessed God's people, and they knew that they, that they were doing it. They got so blessed, they had to move out of the building. Because God is faithful. So if he is putting something on your heart, trust him. Obey it. Don't fight it. And don't be afraid of the obstacles that you have made before you. Because to God, they're nothing. God parted the seas and made the land. He didn't just part the seas. That would have been amazing. Come on, face If y'all were there, and all of a sudden you saw the, the Red Sea, Red Sea, whatever you want to call it, right? Part. And water to separate, and there's this path. You would have, and the little fish flopping around probably, right? I know it's not in the movie, but I just have that picture. Some of those fish didn't get away, right? But not only did he do, you would have walked in there in the mud, and you have been doing your feet up, and pulling your, losing your sandals, right? But no, he then made the land perfectly dry. See, not only did God take the obstacle that was a complete obstacle in our way, he not only took it out, but he made it easy for us. So don't worry about the giants that you see in front of you. Focus on the promise that he made to you. Because that's what it's all about. Grab on. Don't. Don't let go. Because there's a big grape waiting for you on the other end. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. And when I'm going to bow your head and close your eyes. My big grape, I should rename it the big grape. Abba, Father, we just come before you right now. Lord, we thank you for the blessings you've given us. And Lord, remind us to take those obstacles out of our way. Let us not look at the tall people in front of us, but let us look at the promise of that land that you gave us. The land flowing with milk and honey, just as you promised. Lord, let us stand firm on your word. And Lord, let us walk in your ways. And Lord, as we come before you right now, we ask for your blessings. But most importantly, I want to share with those of you here, those of you watching, if you don't know Yeshua as your Messiah, you can't have that trust that you need that faith that you need to believe in Him. And He makes it a free gift to you. All you need to do is say a simple prayer and believe in Him. It's that simple. With every eye closed, every head bowed right now, if that's you, all you need to do, and you're ready to receive Yeshua in your heart, all you need to do is raise your hand and we'll say the prayer and support with you. If you're watching online, you can contact us.
and the information you see on the screen. And wherever you are, we will call you and pray with you that prayer. But is there anyone here now ready to say yes to him? And Abba Father, we just thank you for the blessings you've given us. Lord, thank you for the promises that you've made to us. And Lord, we know that you will fulfill each one according to your word. Lord, let us walk knowing that there's a place for us in heaven. That Yeshua himself is building for us. A room in your house that we may worship together. We ask this in your son Yeshua's precious name. Everyone said, Amen. I'm going to give the Lord a hand. Amen.